AM 1600 KIVA at 93.7 FM. Life, Liberty, and Lashes with Samantha Connors here in the <laughs> Kiva for a Saturday afternoon. And they can't wait. They're ready. They're chomping at the bit. They're ready to get at it. Exciting show last week. Another one this week. And ladies, thanks for jumping into the Kiva. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. I'm so excited about this week, even though I'm going to be a little bit preachy and a little bit luxury and probably a little bit ranty. But I'm going to... Um, I kind of want to give a little history lesson today because I really feel like it's extremely relevant to what we're experiencing in um, the world, but mostly in our country right now. Um, it just seems like there's not, it, not, it doesn't seem, I know that we are lacking in history um, and that knowledge because I really truly in my heart feel like if everybody felt or, or knew a lot about history, they would feel just as passionate as I know Gretchen and I feel. By the way, Gretchen is here with me. Say hello, Miss Gretchen. Hello. <laughs> um, I really just feel like there would be a different sense of pride um, in in the nation. Um, so I'd like to start off with uh, just a little bit of background for the country. <laughs> um, I guess you could call the... He was kind of like the forefather's forefather, <laughs> Mr. John Locke. He's a product of the Enlightenment, um, and these are things that I, I don't feel like are learned in schools. I actually don't remember he, learning this in high school, and I, I mean, it's been, we're going on 15 years since I was in high school. Oh, my God, has it been 15 years? Hmm. Almost. It's getting close. It's getting close. But um, so the subject of race has left us all in kind of turmoil this year, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to speak to the previous election because um, I, I can actually remember that one and I do remember that race tensions were, were a thing then as well and so there's no wonder that Candace Owens and others um, that come out and talk about racial tensions during election years um, it's, it's relevant, that's a real thing and if you remember 2016 it was not only race, it was about gender as well because if you're a female you, um, you're an automatic vote, you should be voting for the female running, right? So you had that element to identity politics, and then you had the race situation where Donald, then candidate Donald Trump was um, talking about stronger borders, and that deemed him and his followers racist as well. Um, so instantly, the the left and the left leaning took to social media and, um, you know, jumped on the backs of mainstream media to blast that kind of narrative about Trump being a racist. And that's where it all started, really. Um, and it just blew up from there. And I think it was intensified because of the, um, um, because he won. <laughs> it was intensified because he won. And they didn't expect that. But I'm going to go back to a little bit of history um, about John Locke, where we were, our founders, got a lot of their ideas and um, some of the quotes that he is that he has from his first book um, so here's just a little quote it's basically he says that um, slavery is he calls it vile um, and that natural liberty of a man is to be free from any superior power on earth and not to be under the will or legislative authority of man, but to have only the law of nature for his rule. And so when we talk about a natural rights, we're talking about 
life, liberty, and their pursuit of property when you're talking about Locke, because that's that's what his viewpoints were, and we eventually, Jefferson, changed it into the pursuit of happiness. But that should tell you everything you need to know about our founders. We cannot we cannot shy away from the fact that slavery was a was an institution in the world at the time. But we also can't ignore the fact that it was not embedded into our being from day one. Um, I mean, so that being said, it's, I just feel that if more people understood the founding, they would reach the same conclusion I have, and that is we as a nation are not inherently racist. Um, I am not here to say that racism doesn't exist because we all know there are horrible people in this country on any side of any race. Um, but would it be possible to see that creating race turmoil could be mostly politically and culturally driven and not be systemically driven? Could it be that people are creating the racism on purpose and not actually having it written into our constitution? Like, like it, it feels like rumor when I'm hearing stuff like that. It feels like, oh, well, the constitution is racist. Well, show me where, because it actually doesn't mention slaves. Right. It, it doesn't talk about slavery, um, not once. And so I, I get very emotional about this because I really truly feel in my heart that the, the forefathers had the best and most beautiful idea for this country to be um, the greatest experiment, right? I mean, that's what they call us. The yeah. Constitution and the, the U.S. is the greatest experiment. And we're seeing it torn apart piece by piece. By, and the, these are the hearts of man. This is what they, this is what they feared as uh, the forefathers. They feared the hearts of man, which is why we ended up having, you know, the teachings of Montesquieu, which is another influence for um, the country, the separation of powers. Um, and they did that on purpose so that you would have checks and balances. But because they knew that people would take advantage and try to claim power or um, in, our, in our case right now is fundamentally change our founding. And that's what we're seeing with the, this progressive um, undercurrent and the and most, m- most blatantly Black Lives Matter, Black, Black Lives Matter um, where the leaders have come out. And I, I think Gretchen, she knows the names of the two women that were on stage um, who basically came out and said that I that they are trained Marxists and and I would like to kind of talk about because when I'm in conversation with people about what what Marxism is and how it's kind of got like a a negative connotation when I'm talking about it, um, a lot of people don't really understand that connotation and why it is bad. So when somebody tells you that they are a trained Marxist, um, I believe someone said recently that you should believe them. Right. <laughs> So what, what were their names, the two women that were on stage set? So one of them is Patrice. Alicia Garza and That's then right. Patrice Cullors. And these are the, the leaders of the, the Black Lives Matter movement organization in, organization in D.C., but um, they're products of the entire organization. Um, so the, the Marxism comes from um, the, what, early like 1800s? ish um and it's a basically creating it's a utopianistic idea of how the world should work where everybody owns property equally and it it sounds beautiful 
the only thing about it is <laughs> it's really unrealistic and has never succeeded in its led to communism. In mm-hmm. any country, no, right. not once has it worked. And Marxism is basically anti-capitalism. Right. And it, the idea of Marxism itself, like we were discussing earlier, mm-hmm. basically kills the whole idea of the American dream. Right. And the American dream is what? Success. Pros- prosperity. prosperity liberty. You know, mm-hmm. Exactly. That the government will protect your liberties and nobody will be there to take them from, to take them from you right. when you are trying to make your life better, create a life for yourself, grow roots, um, become the success story, um, literally be born into poverty or actually be an immigrant and come over here into, you know, become a U.S. citizen and create a life for yourself and, you know, make your family Americans and they get to have the same dreams and and, opportunities opportunities that that everybody else does. Right. That's what the Statue Statue of Liberty means. Despite what I know that um, the DNC had some pretty um, powerful words for that, but this is what it actually means. We're, the conservative side is the one that actually understands and wants to put those kinds of um, dreams into people and, and raise them up and um, drive them forward. Right. And that's not where, I mean, Marxism is not that. Right. It is not. Mar- Marxism is communism and, you know, in communism or even socialism, which is basically the same thing, mm-hmm. everybody, they want the poor and the rich to be on more more of an equal field. And that's just who has the right to say that if I work this hard for something, I can't be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Who says I have to share my wealth with people who didn't work as hard as I did? But it comes back, like, pro- progressives will actually say you... It's just never been done the right way. And that's why that's where this idea of democratic socialism came in. It's just another word for socialism, communism. It's it, it's basically I want what you have because you don't deserve to have all that you have. Right. Um, as a business owner, I just don't see <laughs> how anybody could could even understand my point of view and what I've put into. I mean, I say it all the time. This is literal blood, sweat and tears for me. Like I. I remember crying at three o'clock in the morning because we weren't done with the floor yet. And, you know, I had clients coming and I had this deadline scheduled and, you know, and and the stress doesn't stop there. What makes someone entitled to that? Someone who hasn't done it. Absolutely (laughs) nothing. So why is it that this idea is, is, has gained so much traction in the black community? I I just, I can't understand it. I think, I think the idea is because, you know, we've welfareized them so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. We we gave them that incentive, you know. We broke down families, welfareized them, and mm-hmm. they have no incentive now right. other than to get free things or to rely so heavily on the government. Mm-hmm. And Well, and creating a permanent underclass is essentially what has been done right. um, in the name of, of uh, you know, equality. Um, I think that there's only one actual systemically racist thing that we've ever done, and it's called affirmative action. And it is systemically racist against white people and Asians. Yes. Um, so I, 
I, I just the the thought has really lost on me when it comes to Marxism and how how it can just be the, this utopian idea of we will all work the same amount. The thing about it is, is we are not. I am not the same as Gretchen. Right. I don't remember all of the prescription drug names. There's no possibility that I ever could. I don't have that kind of memory. Um, Gretchen knows all the things. That is <laughs> all it. She of is the a, things. She is a powerhouse <laughs> at her job, and she, you know, but could she do? Could she do my job? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. No one, no one would trust me to get that close to their eye. <laughs> so we are not, we are not created equal in that sense. We are created equal in equal opportunity. And for some reason, that when when you come to a liberal person and and say those things, that gets shoved under the rug as though you're you're talking about this sort of old view of the world, right? I mean, you're, it's you're so dismissed yeah. when you're talk to, when when you talk about equal opportunity. Yeah. And one of the one of the things that I that I wanted to bring up from the Black Lives Matter organization, mm-hmm. terrorist organization. From, this is from the site. This is, so. this is from their site. It's part mm-hmm. of their mission and belief statement. Mm-hmm. So it says in the four years since organization, we have committed to struggling together and to imagining and creating a world free of anti blackness where every black person has the social, economic and political power to thrive. I don't understand where I have opportunities that they don't just because I'm not black. We all have the same freedoms. We all have the same opportunities. We can all make our own choices. Mm-hmm. So See, and this is what I've never understood about the left's view on, on this is because when you're exactly what you just said, why, why is, isn't it taken as the insult that it is that you are not capable of doing it for yourself? Let me help you. Right. And I feel that way in, in, especially now in our state where the governor is kind of telling us we well, are not capable of making these decisions for your safety and your children. Right. I have let to me for you. do it for you. Let right. us keep you safe. Right. And then, you know, I, I don't understand how people don't, don't see the whole idea that, you know, black people or people of color, Hispanics, any minority don't have the same opportunity as white people. You're basically saying that those minorities are less than. Exactly. You're, what you're doing is you're, you're triv- trivializing them. That, well, you're victimizing them automatically. Right. You're creating this, this victimhood mentality Mm-hmm. Where you you don't have as much as this person, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to um, take from you know from us and let us right. help you, let us lift you. You're gonna you need me, right? Right? The permanent underclass they constantly need the Democrat Party, and they keep and they keep voting that way, um, and it's the same thing every every time. You know, you you vote for the same ideals, you vote for the same policies, and expect different results isn't that um, the definition, the definition of, of insanity yeah <laughs> that's uh, doing the Einstein, same thing over right? and over again and expecting different results that's einstein's philosophy right and i right. 100% agree and then 100% agree and there's another another little statement off of their their website that i wanted to that i wanted to touch over 
It says, we acknowledge, respect, and celebrate differences and commonalities. Here's my problem with that statement. (laughs) Give it to me. Every (laughs) single black person who has spoken out against Black Lives Matter, against their ideology, they are completely trashed by the media, by Black Lives Matter. So where is your respect, your celebration, and your acknowledgement that they have different ideas Mm -hmm. of (laughs) what... No. You know, bl- being black well, in America is. It's having the same opportunities. Didn't, didn't Biden say it? <laughs> if, you're, if you're not going to vote for me. He said a lot me, of yeah. <laughs> if you, ain't, if, you if you can't decide between me and Trump, or if you don't, if you can't decide whether you're going to vote for me or Trump, then you ain't black. There you go. And then he, and then, you know, the, the other, he basically made black people into like a monolith because mm-hmm. he said, you know, Latino, unlike African Americans, with some, you know, with the exception uh. of some, they're very diverse in their thinking. But it, I watched a video um, from the Hodge twins. Twice, by the way, he said that twice right. one day. But I, I watched a video from the Hodge twins, and they crack me up. I really love watching them. Y'all go find them. They're oh, they are, and they're amazing. Like they, they're so very outspoken and. Um, but they said, you know, they, I never thought I would agree with Biden on anything. But they're like, you know, we do agree with that because for the majority, black people all have one mind politically because it's what they've been programmed programmed to think mm-hmm. that they need to rely on the Democratic right. Party. So they all, I mean, not all, obviously, because mm-hmm. there are right. plenty of black conservatives. Oh, it is, it's coming out. I mean, more and more, oh, it's, which is amazing. I love it. Because you're starting to think for yourself, and you don't even, you don't even have to look at race. I, I just I'll never understand this racism thing. Me I either. Just won't. And you know, I think I, I don't know when he said it, but years ago, Morgan Freeman did a interview with. Oh, I think I know. Which uh, was it Don about. Lemon? I'm not sure who he did. I re- I only remember the video, and it's only him. Well, it, it's it, well, it's him and the the man the the news anchor that's interviewing him is a black man as mm-hmm. well. And he's like, here's how you end racism. You stop referring to people as black and white. Yes. And then, you know, he asked him, do you think it's been a detriment? And he's like, the two of us prove that racism has has no impact on anything. Over and over again. We had a a black president elected twice. We had a, a female who got the popular vote in a major presidential election um, there are glass ceilings, these, these quote-unquote glass ceilings being shattered all over with women being in the Senate and as representatives, all of these things. And that includes black, black women, black right. men. I, I just don't, I'm, I'm, I can't understand many of people like LeBron James, right, or the like, because he's, to me, it's just another person who gets to preach from his pedestal, from his billion-dollar, you know, bank account. Yeah, it just I'm like, you made it though. Like you are clearly right. The example, your life proves <laughs> that your skin color does not factor into how you advance. Right. Absolutely. Uh, do the the opportunities that you have, your talent, the way that you play basketball. 
is that solely based on your skin color or did you hone your craft? Did you work your butt off? Did you I practice thought, and practice? Right. You know, were you born with that natural talent? Is all of that only because you're black? I, I feel like I try to, I am, I'm always trying to examine the, the lens that um, a leftist would, would, would view your statement just now. And I feel like it would be, well, it was either, it was either go play ball or sell drugs. And because I've heard that before, I've heard oh, that yeah. like repeatedly. Right. Um, y'all didn't have other choices. <laughs> there was literally no other choice. And but you, you know had what? No other options even, with all of the money that gets put into even, public schools and inner cities. Right. You know, I don't understand. Right. Public you, transportation in inner cities. All of these things were available to you, just as they're available to me. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. In and fact, I feel like it would, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, no, okay. interrupt, but I feel like it would be harder for me to get to school living more rurally. Right. <laughs> and that, you know, and like we were talking about earlier, when when they talk about opportunities and how like these, you know, inner city schools and in these inner city areas, they're such poor performing schools, they try and call them, you know, underfunded, which we know that's not true. Mm-hmm. They're very highly funded. It's just or allocation of the funds and they don't know how to, you know, correctly, you know, use those funds to better the schools and the education that they're giving out. Mm-hmm. But we went to school in New Mexico. New Mexico is 50th, <laughs> 50th. in education. 50th. <laughs> I'm pretty smart. I'm, <laughs> I think you're pretty smart, too. I know words. Our, our, schools, our schools were not great. No. They were not great. No. No, we grew up in the South Valley. South Valley public education. Now, we had classes where um, we had a lot of Spanish speakers right. as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was a thing. That was a thing to overcome. But, I mean, we're not trying to compare victimhoods. We're just trying right. to say that opportunity is what you make it. Right, exactly. And I'm, I know that they they use a lot of places like Chicago and, you know, cities like that where they're predominantly minority communities, Mm -hmm. but they're not 100% minority communities. There are white people that go to those schools. Mm -hmm. So does that mean that because those white people or those white kids are going to those inner city schools, they don't have the same opportunity as well? Agreed. If you're going to, if you know, if you're going to make umbrella statements like that and Mm -hmm. say it's because of the area that you're in, then do those white kids that go to those schools are they in the same boat? Right. It, no joke. I mean, they're going to... Or are they going to say they're white? They're they're going to be given more opportunities. People aren't going right. to cross the street to walk on the other side to avoid them. And, you know, the same old so does narrative. That still happen in the, does that still happen when you live in a predominantly black neighborhood? Do people still walk across the street to avoid you? I wouldn't imagine so. Um, but you still find that, what, 93% of homicides against a black person are committed by a black other person. blacks? Yeah. Most That's the other issue right. with Black Lives Matter, right? I mean, it, it, I feel like we're arguing this, this point constantly as conservatives. It's like, when will that matter? Right. Black Lives Matter only sees black lives that are taken by white 
cops most of the time. Mm-hmm. Those are the only lives that matter enough for them to protest, speak out, you know, hold vigils. You know, right. it, it's, it doesn't matter when, when um, you know, like the black police officers, how many black police officers have been hurt and killed it through all Just of this since right. this started by, by Antifa and Black Lives Matter that we'll retired rioters. Yeah, I'm they're, not going to call, not gonna call them protesters. There, mm-hmm. there's a, a definite distinction there that needs to be made because absolutely the people that are causing the problems are not the peaceful protesters. And I, and I, I do admit there are some peaceful protesters, but the vast majority of them are opportunists mm-hmm. who are burning down their cities. By people that hate, they're funded by people that hate America, right. and we can we can go over that next time about that the connections there. Right. Um, Soros, say that. Yeah. Google 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 that name. One thing about the what you were saying though about um, having the the white cop or the the white man killing the black man is you will rarely find a white person that didn't condemn it too. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. Right. The the two gentlemen and I and I I don't remember the the the, uh, the murderers' names because they shot that shot that kid um, who was quote unquote jogging, which he wasn't. I think this was in Georgia. Oh, I'm at Arbery. Yes, thank you. That was his name. I don't I don't I don't know their names either. I don't remember the the two the father and son. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were sick too. Right. They thought that they were going to be saved by their I don't know somehow justified in make, in doing that. Regardless of, I mean, regardless of the situation and what that what he was actually doing in that neighborhood, regardless, you can't yeah. you shoot him in yeah. the back, right? And and that's that's really frustrating. You know, if it if it is not justified, if if it didn't need to happen, you know, you don't have even even Blue Lives Matter supporters say, saying, oh well, you know. Right. It is what it is. No, they condemn it, too. They speak Absolutely. out against it, too. 100%. And, you know, even with George Floyd, there was absolutely no reason for him, for Derek Chauvin, to have his knee on that man for 8 minutes and 45 seconds. Correct. However, the events leading up to it, now that the body cam footage has come out, mm-hmm. it's still not justified. Nobody's saying it's justified. However... At some point, there has to be some responsibility given to George Floyd himself. Because no, 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 no. He's, he is, you know who he is? He <laughs> is four funerals, a golden, golden casket. casket. He yeah. is a, I mean, wow. Right. The, and Gretchen, and a former president Spoke, yeah. Uh, I am yeah. Um, I'm lost. I'm lost on that one. I just who, don't really who understand. spoke at all the funerals for the nine children, black children that were shot in Chicago because of riots in one week- and was it in one, one weekend? weekend? Yeah, one weekend. Nobody spoke at because that. of drive-bys. They were killed, you know, during riots. Who who was giving? Who's giving their funerals? Where are their gold caskets? Mm. You know, there was a, and I did, this was just a thought that popped into my head. Um, I think Kim Klasick, I think is her name, right? That congresswoman who, or she's running for Congress, right? In, yeah. Um, in Baltimore. 
So um, she, I believe she trended hotter than even Michelle Obama. So if that doesn't make lefties scared, commercial. yep. If that, that doesn't make you guys scared as a as a left leaning liberal, I don't know what does because that woman said it all in that commercial. She and I, really if did. you haven't seen it, it's her walking around the streets of Baltimore in in um, minority or low income neighborhoods, basically talking about how Baltimore has failed those neighborhoods, and it's because of years and years. I believe it was forty five. 45 years of Democrat leadership. Yeah. Um, there you go. I mean, those people in those neighborhoods are waking up and looking for change, and y'all are scared. Yeah. They are scared. And I think that's why you see the intensification of the, of, you know, the, the uproar. You know, that's why the, um, the push for the anger is so much hard, like harder and hotter right now because they feel that people, they're losing their grip. Yeah, and they want people to vote with their emotions. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's worked. It has, it has. worked. <laughs> it has. I and mean, it, it still works. New Mexico has never been, and I think there were like some spotty times where there was a little bit of Republican leadership. Yeah, um, I mean, we've had, full, we've had Republican mayors. And, yeah, the, I mean, but I mean, full on Republican leadership. We ha- Since 1912, since we became a state, we have never had that. Yeah. Um, I'm just waiting for our state to... <laughs> Maybe we'll start waking up, too. <laughs> I mean, I we had... Um, what was her name? Susanna. Susanna Martinez. Uh, yeah, but I mean, what can you get done? All you have is the power of veto at yeah. that point, because you have a legislature that's just going to keep putting right. bills in your face that you're just not going to pass. Right. Or you're going to veto and get rid of... So, I mean, I guess that saved us some time. She saved us some time for her in your ten in her tenure, you know, like yeah. she just prolonged it a little bit yeah. until this, you know, this lady got Agreed. in there. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so anytime somebody comes at you and says that 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 New Mexico is in, or sorry, the U.S. is inherently racist and it's written into the Constitution um, because slavery and it was built on slavery, you can go to them and actually say, no, even our forefathers. <laughs> weren't racist. Right. Show me show me where in the Constitution. Yeah, exactly. So anytime someone says that, go tell them to go look up the teachings of John Locke from the Enlightenment who also influenced our, our forefathers. But do you think <laughs> that the people who say it's racism is written into the Constitution, do you think they've actually read the Constitution no. or even oh know it? No. <laughs> no. I don't. I don't. Are there people who say that? That they've read the Constitution? No, that oh. racism is written into the Constitution. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. Where the country? I don't know this? if you knew this, but the country is inherently racist as written into the Constitution because oh the people who wrote it were racist slave owners. That is literally insane. I would. I could. You do could not, probably quote not, me in many people's mouths. With those words I just said. Do not sure. let me come across any of those people, Samantha. That's all I can tell you. I will, oh. that, that will not go over very well. Let me show you some videos. <laughs> wow. Ladies, thank you again for thank another you. great thank edition. You. We appreciate everything that you do. And, uh, Samantha, you've got a business to promote here in the Kiva. Tell us about it. Yeah. So we do uh, we beauty-based business. We do a lot of aesthetics, skin care, things like that. But we're mostly about 95% eyelash extensions, which are pretty crucial right now because that's all you can see. 
All you can see are people's eyes. So speak with your eyes with some eyelash extensions at Illuminate Beauty. Illuminate <laughs> Beauty. Samantha Condors, there she is. We'll see you ladies next time. <laughs> Thank same you. Same time, same place next week right here in the Kiva on the one and only Rock of Talk. AM 1600 Kia VA, 93.7 FM. Well, just know.